This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 591, Igor's Advice to Make IELTS Your Job. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. In this episode, we talk to three key student Igor, discussing everything from old-fashioned vocabulary to solid IELTS prep advice for a band eight. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. We have an awesome, awesome student for you today, and he has some really great IELTS questions, and I am certain, listeners, that you have similar questions. So listen up today, because we are going to clear up some IELTS anxieties and worries. All right, cool. So we are here with Igor. Igor, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. That's great. So where are you from? I'm from Moscow. Um, I'm living actually near Moscow region. Uh, it's just 10 kilometers away from Moscow, um, but I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not want to live in the city center? Nah. It's, it's, it's nicer to be in a quieter area, I guess, huh? Yes, and if you get a nice commitment to the center, it's totally fine. And, well, I mean, is it quiet now? It can't be quiet now because there's like thousands of people there for the World Cup. Oh, when the games participating actually in Moscow, it's <laughs> it's hilarious when you will go in through the center, through the bus, sport bars, or yeah. any places when the huge amount of visitors will watch the championship games. That's uh, so awesome. Are you watching the games? Actually, I'm not a big fan of football. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a weird American that I actually enjoy watching it anyway. So it's cool. Um, all right, cool. So Igor, um, tell me why you're taking IELTS. Oh, uh, my big dream to live nearby ocean. So I planning to move to Australia after I get success points. Uh, overall uh, about eight in each exam part and after that I can move to Australia. That's awesome and it's the main reason is so you can live near the beach? Yeah I like surfing <laughs> I tried it uh, when I visited Bali Island I uh, I think you know everyone knows what, what what's uh, that place means. That's uh, so awesome. It's some of the 
one of the most famous surfer paradise around the world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've met some Australians over there. <laughs> they are totally fine and actually they act like Russians. <laughs> How? What do you mean they act like Russians? Uh, they free. They talk, uh, when they chatting with you, they talking everything that on their minds and nothing hide from you. <laughs> oh, they I love totally it. Strict. Like really straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. You know, a cool vocab word just came to mind. You could describe that that way of being as having no artifice. Artifice is a great word. This sort of like putting on a superficial characteristics, right? So not doing that would be having no artifice. So you can use that on your exam, okay? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Actually, I find another word from my Australian <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vanitiurent. Uh, pretty rare, it, I suppose. What uh, is it? it it's ex uh, it's um, explain a person which is going to uh, vomit <laughs> after oh, a gosh. huge amount of drinking. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Guys, listeners, I'm going to put this vocab and all the tips we talk about today in the blog post for this episode. So come back to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. And this is episode 591 or just search Igor, I-G-O-R. Okay, cool. So um, have you taken the IELTS test before? Yeah, I'm taking IELTS uh, one year before that uh, these days. And I got a uh, six overall band without any preparation. Okay, all right. But yeah, you want significantly higher scores than that. So is that why you got into Three Keys IELTS? Yes, uh, because I have to know uh, about the structure of the exam. I need yeah. to know what the examiner is looking for, what phrases they're looking for, what vocab, uh, what uh, phrasal verbs, etc., etc., etc. So I yeah. have to know the exam process to get the good, you know, the best marks. That's the thing, man. I mean, like, honestly, I don't think it's that difficult to get a six. You know, I think, I think if you're a, a good student and you study and, you know, you practice and you could, I think a six is attainable. But if you're aiming for a seven or higher, then you really need to know the exam. You really need to know the ins and outs of yeah, all definitely. the strategies. Yeah. So do you feel like you have learned the strategies in three keys that are going to carry you to the scores that you need? Uh, I think, yeah, because at the listening exam, you're advising to mark any necessary word uh, before you listen the audio. Uh, so it yeah. really helped to concentrate, especially for me. I'm actually really bad at the exams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just my personality. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, I mean, that's the point of the strategies, right? Help you focus and get the right answers. Just simple yeah. and direct. Okay, super cool. So listeners, the reason why Igor is on today, um, we haven't done an episode like this in a while, but I do like to choose a student from time to time who participates in the Facebook group and asks really good questions questions because these questions could help everybody. So that's why Igor is here today. Um, Igor, why do you, what do you like about the Facebook group? Because I see you participating a lot. 
not just a lot because I switch my job to another one uh, and I have a severe time to participate in the group but I read a lot <laughs> especially uh, posts from uh, three key students and yeah. uh, I already find some answers to my questions so i look forward and uh, try to find a really good question because um uh, when you study uh, in foreign country uh, you could have a definitely different education process uh, for sure yeah because i'm uh, was i was born in yakutsk it's a part of uh, part of the russian federation but it's located at really really east part of the russia and their process over there are totally different especially in education and etc interesting okay yeah i you know i like that insight that's really true i mean it's not like in order to to learn and quote unquote participate in the group it's not just about like posting every single question that comes to mind right it's yeah. about like reading what other what questions other candidates have because sometimes you don't even realize you had that question like you don't even realize that that was an issue for you until another like motivated candidate who's also studying brings it up and you're like oh like that's a good point i didn't know i was doing that yeah, yeah there's definitely. so much yeah there's so much to learn from in there okay rat so especially Igor, at the podcast yeah. <laughs> oh of course there is yeah. tremendous <laughs> amount of information <laughs> and the greatest job i ever seen in all it's because of you <laughs> Awesome. Hey, thanks, Igor. Okay, so let's get to your questions. So what IELTS questions do you have for us today? Oh, uh, I'm asked about if you use old-fashioned words or grammar in the IELTS exam, would it be helpful to get the best mark on the IELTS? That is such a good question. Yeah, you sent me this question in an in, in email, and I like the example that you gave, like saying bedchamber instead of bedroom. That's funny. Um, you know what? I don't think you should do that because part of getting uh, – so not just a seven. I'm talking about like band eight here. It's not just about using interesting words or rare words or uncommon words. It's about the appropriacy as well. So that's why, I mean, there is a wide range of acceptable language because how I say something might be different than an Australian or a British person. But the thing is, as long as a native speaker in an English-speaking country says it today, then you're fine, right? So <laughs> there is a really wide range because we all have some different vocabulary. But if it is outdated, and I think this especially goes to idioms, you guys, before trying to use idioms or learning them, memorizing them, using them, make sure that we still say them today. Because if you guys are looking at vocabulary books or textbooks that were published a while ago, then, you know, some of those idioms are not used anymore. And therefore, it sounds weird, it sounds awkward, and it's not clear communication. It's not appropriate. So that's a really good question. And no, I don't recommend using old-fashioned words. I think we need to not look backwards for vocab, but look forward. 
words. You know what I mean? So it's like the current, the current slang, the current idioms. This is what you want to use in speaking part one and part two. Now, also don't confuse like old fashioned with formal because there are some words that were more common in the past and they're not as common today. However, they're still acceptable because they are still used by more well-spoken people. Like, I love vocab. (laughs) I love words. So I use some words that my friends don't use. That doesn't mean they're wrong. It just means that not everybody else uses them, but they're still current, right? Does that make sense, Igor? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wonder if the examiner uh, maybe will be an old old age woman or a man. Maybe yeah. they know that words, that vocab, and it will be helpful and we will, we will talk um, on the same language. But I think the examiner knows what he's doing or her. <laughs> they, you know, they would understand. They, I mean, I would know what you mean if you said bedchamber. Um, but it's, it's, it's not a generational thing. It's, I mean, like a phrase like that is so old. I mean, we're talking like Victorian times, <laughs> you know, like when kings and queens ruled the land, like that's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I, you know, if it's a word that like my grandma uses, yeah, that would be fine. But see, this is why it's so helpful to have access to a native speaker, right? Because <laughs> if you ask this in Facebook, I could be like, that's too old. <laughs> Even my grandma doesn't say that. Um, But sure, like if it's an older generation that still says that, yeah, totally acceptable. I still say stuff that like old people say. It's fine. Um, But yeah, you just make sure to, to post in Facebook and ask me before you add something like that to your vocab list. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. What other question do you have, Igor? Um, Not so much. Um, uh, one question comes to my mind, uh, how to handle uh, with the, um, uh, when you're not sure what to talk to the person in front of you, how to handle with this uh, situation? Uh, when you, when your mind starts racing and you're trying to brainstorm the question and uh, don't know where to start. Interesting. Okay. So I think, I think the first step is to be present when you're listening to the question. Cause I think that when our, that experience of our, our mind sort of spiraling out of control, right? Where we're not sure what to say. I think it starts with trying to pay attention to tune into what the examiner is saying first. So what you want to do is listen, Ozzy. Oh, he's barking in the background. So what you want to do is try and still your mind and listen to what the examiner is saying. Don't think ahead. Don't don't start planning your answer yet because a lot of students do that. And then they like miss half of what the examiner is asking because they're already planning or like you said, brainstorming their answer. Don't think about answering speaking questions as brainstorming being a process of that because that's like pre-planning and we don't want to do that on the speaking test. You want to show your ability to spontaneously um, respond, right? So first of all, try and still your mind, take a breath and really focus on what the examiner is asking. Now, 
at that point when they finish the question, if you don't have an answer right away, then you need to have some phrases in your back pocket to buy you time, right? So you're not being like, uh, can, I, can, can you say that again? I don't know. We don't want to do that. So have some <laughs> phrases in your back pocket. Like we've, we've done some phrases before on the show. Like, um, oh gosh, I'm so nervous. I, I'm not sure. Would you mind saying that again? Or if you don't want them to repeat it, you just need time to think. You could say something like, oh, wow. You know what? I've honestly never been asked that question before. And like me saying that just then, I mean, that that took a while. You know what I mean? Like that's a long phrase. And the thing is, you only need one or two phrases like that because that's not going to happen a lot on the speaking exam. You're, Igor, you're ready. Like you're ready to talk about almost anything. So if by chance you do find yourself in a, in a slight panic, just make sure you have this strategy to fall back on these phrases in your back pocket where you could buy yourself time to think, right? And another thing that I want to add to that is even before you go into a, a memorized phrase like that, just take a breath. That's not going to count against your fluency. And sometimes that's all we need to gather our thoughts and be able to respond. And you know what? I mean, native speakers do that all the time. And it's totally acceptable, especially in the case of the speaking exam where the examiner knows you're nervous. It's totally fine, right? So even before you start answering, just take a second and just... (sighs) <sighs> just take a deep breath and then you can go into your answer. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, do you think those strategies will help? Yes, definitely. Okay. Rad. Anything else, Igor, or do you have any like tips that you've learned recently in the course that you want to share with our listeners? You feel like have really helped you? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I think every student uh, would be interested in some strategy from your course uh, maybe they already knew some uh, just stay focused all of the time before you take the exam just uh, just make yourself ready to the to the day when the exam comes uh, That's it. It just yeah. take one month two months three six months of preparation and after that after that when you get your marks when you get your points you will get re- your relief and you will be free from the exam process because taking an exam, it's a whole different process. Uh, it's just exam. It's not real life. It's uh, just <laughs> test. In real life, yeah. uh, you you could get in a worst case scenario situation. Uh, <laughs> right. Is, there will be a lot of problem after your exam. And I think sure. just focus on your exam. Uh, do everything to be prepared to the exam. I love it. Don't spend time for anything else. Just have some break, take relax sometimes, but yeah. set the target to get your marks on the I exam. I love it. And use I tricky l- strategy. <laughs> that's fantastic. And that's, that's such good advice, Igor. Exactly. I mean, you, I mean, like we're, we don't, we don't sugarcoat things in three keys IELTS or here on IELTS energy. I mean, I'm not going to, we've never said, Oh, this test is easy. Like just, you know, just take our course and study for 20 minutes a day and you can get an eight. Like, of course not. Guys, this is a big thing. And like Igor said, you really have to, you really have to sort of make this your job. 
you know, for, you know, yeah, the 30 day plan job. or the 60 day plan. Exactly. And so you need to just look at the time you have, invest all of your time. Not all of your time. You still have a life, but we account for that in the study plan. So 30-day plan, 60-day plan, there's still rest time built in. And I hope you're taking that, Igor. I hope you're not studying every day. But yet, the time that you do have to study, like Igor said, you got to focus on IELTS. You really have to cut out the distractions for a month or two. Make this your priority, right? That's the only way you're going to get past this exam and finally not have to think about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, don't take uh, another examination just to raise your marks. Right? If if you point to the high score, such as me, for eight and more, you have to uh, spend a lot of time to get uh, you prepare. Yeah, for sure. Well, Igor, I think you are well on your way to getting your scores. And any other questions you have, of course, you can post in our closed Facebook group at any time. Guys, if you want access to our IELTS team pretty much 24-7, that is in our course Facebook group. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. You can get into the course today, request access to the Facebook group, and start asking questions immediately. All right, Igor, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) All right. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your day. I forgot. It's morning. It is (laughs) morning here. That's cool. No worries. All right, Igor. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.